Hey, everybody. Welcome back to IDP Plus Trends. I am one of your co-hosts, Johnny Freakin' Fantasy. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Freakin' F1. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Steve from Average Joe's Fantasy Football. Make sure to follow him at Average ABG Joe's underscore FF. Steve, how you doing tonight, man? I am great. It is. Uh, it's been the weather's been crazy where I'm at. It's been going up and down. It's finally getting cool again. I don't know what's going on out there, but I, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying myself. It's good. Spring's Glad almost here. That, you ready to talk some uh, deep stashes, some uh, dynasty dynasty football tonight? Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna we're here to help people win. Like that's this is these are gonna be players you probably probably haven't heard of, or maybe you have and forgotten about that I think might help you out this upcoming season. Absolutely, man. Looking forward to it. Before we start, I just want to say idpguys.org, our website, who we're working for, uh, is running a promo right now. Um, you are eligible if when you sign out, when you subscribe for a monthly um, subscription, use the promo code. IDP guys, and you will get a, I'm sorry, use the promo code mock draft and you will get that first month for only $1. Uh, once again, that's idpguys.org. Use the promo code mock draft and you will get the first month of content for $1. Um, this year in January, uh, we already pumped out a hundred plus articles and videos combined. Uh, we will continue that trend into February, into March, and all off-season right now. It's an exciting time. We have a lot of dynasty startups starting right now. Um, today, we're going to talk about deep stashes, deep um, you know, deep picks for startups, players to buy low on. We are going to be talking all offense on this particular podcast, but we will have some defensive um, pickups too, defensive pickups buy lows, uh, targets for startups. But right now we're going to bring you strictly uh, offense and we are going to move right into that list. Let's save the time here. Uh, our criteria for this, we looked at, we have three different categories. The first category that we'll talk about, uh, and we do have multiple positions. So we're not just looking at one position. We're looking at offense, but quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. So we have guys on this list who, 17 guys, we have 36 total, 17 guys who we said are basically free to pick up right now. If you're Pretty in much. a dynasty league and you know you're you're you have somebody that ends up being hurt, somebody that you don't like where they're landing, somebody who's basically droppable, these guys right now are available and they have upside, you know, for the future for 2024. So other people are gonna be, you know, um, they might be relaxing right now. Other people are going to be doing this research soon. So make sure when you listen for our free to pick up uh, section, that's what we're going to talk about first. We also yeah. have um, guys who are probably owned, but they are considered buy lows from our, um, you know, from our standard based on own percentage and probable value, you know, going forward. Uh, six yeah. of those guys. And then finally, 13 people who we consider 13 players are great targets for startups, um, either be late round picks kind of stash plays. Uh, so we have a lot of content, a couple different angles coming at you tonight. Right now, we are going to start um, with those free guys. Like we said, right now, we'll talk uh, roster percentage. The first guy we're going to talk about, we have two quarterbacks on this list. The first one is 23 years old. He has two years left on his contract. Tyson Bajan from the Chicago Bears. A lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. right now with uh, draft season. A lot of people thinking, you know, is, is – uh, Justin Fields going to stay, go. Um, to me, I'm not really worried about that. What my what my concern, what my hunch is here for Tyson Bajan, I should say, is that 
you know, he's he's probably looked good enough and he's 23 years old right off the bat to come in and do well. I think he's earned himself uh, a spot, you know, whether it be if the Bears, you know, with injury or on another team, maybe not right now, maybe not uh, in the offseason, but um, especially if a team comes up with a need. We've had a lot of quarterbacks who were injured this year. I think Tyson Bajan, you know, he has a he earned a spot elsewhere, if not with the Bears. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, he he shows some value. Um, and I think just like you mentioned last year, this past season was crazy when it came to quarterback injuries. Um, I mean, there were a lot of championships playing with some quarterbacks like Joe Flacco that you never thought you would have, right? Like that's not something you thought you were going to be putting in your lineup. So I think this past season really shows, especially if you're in a super flex, you've got a pretty deep league that these backup quarterbacks are more and more valuable than you ever thought. Um, because of what just you know transpired, and who knows? I mean, you, you obviously never wish injury on anybody, but sometimes this is kind of a hey, I've got a player, and we'll talk about one more um, after this. But these guys, some of them showed up really well, and that only helps them when a free agency opportunity opens up for them, and maybe they fall into another spot for a team that maybe their quarterback is a little more injury prone, or maybe they go in trying to fight for a spot, right? Because you, every team's always looking for that next star. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's worth stashing because of the fact that you never know what's going to happen, whether it is Fields or Caleb Williams. If, you know, Bajan could easily step in in this offense. Absolutely, man. And, and you know, 23 years old, uh, if you're in a dynasty startup, I mean, this guy is basically probably undrafted, you know, in startups right now today. So definitely somebody I have him stashed in a league, a dynasty league on my sleeper app, just on the hunch that either, you know, Justin Fields, it doesn't doesn't prove uh, durable and he gets another shot there or a, a team has a need where, where they go and hunt Badgent down. And I think uh, he could be a good pickup. So, you know, for for NFL and your fantasy team. So that's definitely a good name to keep in mind. And our second guy yeah. at the quarterback position who's basically free right now, um, unless it's a unless somebody really has a hunch on you know him going somewhere. And that's Jake Browning from Cincinnati. Jake Browning, he started, um, what is it, f was it seven games? games? I think, he yeah, he started games. seven games. Man, he had 1,900 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, seven picks. He had some really good games down the stretch for the Bengals. And, uh, you know, they're probably not going to bring back this guy in any likelihood to start with Joe Burrow there. But uh, Jake Browning, do you think we can see him in a different uniform and provide some value to another team? It's possible. I will say this. I think since he brings him back um, because of one of two things, one, he knows this offense really well Two, he showed value. And actually really, if you wanted a third, I hate to say it, but Burroughs had some issues with some injuries or, you know, in his early career. Um, he's still young, but you always want to have that insurance policy, right? Like sometimes it's worth having a, little bit of a more expensive backup quarterback just because of again a situation that could happen browning was really impressive he had top 10 qb performances six times last season like that i mean it wasn't like a, just an average backup six times he was you know qb 10 or higher like that was amazing for him and he just really just gelled in this offense so I think he does resign. I mean, it's smart. He definitely earned money. I can tell you that. I think he's going to definitely cost a lot more than he had anticipated. Um, and yeah, there are probably some teams that might go after him. Um, he is a little bit older. He's 27. But I think with his ability to, again, he knows his offense. I think he knows the personnel. 
He's a great backup at this point. There's no reason for Cincy to let him go. Sure, man. And what a fruitful position he's in. I mean, ooh, Cincinnati, there they throw the ball. Whether it's Burrow, whether it's Browning, looks like they can both get it done. So, yeah. you know, good luck for Joe Burrow. Hopefully he makes that, what was it, two out of four seasons he hasn't played a full season. Hopefully he makes that three yeah. out of five next year that he, he has played a full season. But if not, Browning could be an option for your team. At 27 years old, a little bit older rookie. Um, but these guys, when we talk about – own percentage percentage Tyson Bajan in sleeper app right now he's only owned in seven percent of leagues Jake Browning in sleeper is in owned in 30 percent of leagues when we look at Yahoo Browning probably residual effect of him you know being there for teams later in the year those teams that didn't yeah. make the playoffs probably didn't drop him he's a little bit higher on Yahoo at 41 percent uh ESPN 40 percent NFL.com 30 percent but again Tyson Bajan he's one percent from Yahoo to ESPN and then zero in nfl.com so both of these guys really low own percentage right now good opportunity to uh pounce on them while they're you know they're, their price tag is not high um they're basically free right now so go uh, if you need a quarterback or if you're maybe sitting with a guy as your second quarterback sam howe someone like that who's not sure bryce young even in in the future um yeah, yeah. these are smart pickups for you right now we're going to move into the uh additionally we're going to move into the wide receiver position we have seven guys here. We have Terrace Marshall, Hunter Renfro, A.T. Perry, Jalen Tolbert, Jawan Jennings, Bo Melton, and Ronnie Bell. So we have a couple vets, uh, a couple young guys, even some rookies on this list. Yep. Um, Terrace Marshall, the first name that comes to mind. I've heard his name in a lot of you know potential trade talk. Like, hey, this guy could be great if he goes to X, Y, or Z. Um, I'm not, you know, really too sure about that. He really hasn't shown much, but I guess that he's still young. He's 23 years old, still has one year left on his contract. But, uh, you know, I guess as a prospect, this guy still fits the bill. He's still a sterling prospect and definitely has upside. Do you think Terrace Marshall, uh, do you think he stays for this last year? Or do you think he's even on the move before that? Um, I think he does stay um, just because of the draft capital Carolina put in. Um, they obviously want to go young. You know, you got Marshall, you got what Mingo, you know, you still have Thielen there. I'm sure they're going to try to go after somebody, you know, to add some value. You know, maybe they go after like a T Higgins or a Mike Evans just to kind of add more value for Bryce Young in this offense. Uh, but I think Marshall definitely stays there, but he's got to show up. He's got to show up in OTAs. He's got to show up in the preseason. He's got to show why he should still be and why he was drafted where he was um, to kind of help add some value to this team. Um, he's got the uh, talent. We'll just see if it really kind of plays off. Um, because one of the things I was looking at, like Carolina struggled, the receivers struggled to get separation and and getting open. Part of that's the scheme, you know, so you can't blame it. So I do think this is gonna be a big difference. And I think the Panthers do have a better offensive performance this season. So I think Marshall has a, an opportunity to really show up. Absolutely. He still has that one year. It's not like there's, you know, log jam in front of him. And keep in mind, yeah. I mean, they had Jonathan Mingo, a rookie this year. He didn't really do much either. So it's not like, you know, somebody's there taking all the fruit and there's nothing left for anybody else. I mean, anyone can step yeah. up at any given time. If, if Marshall has that nice year next year, whether he gets a re-sign uh, and his prospect goes up from that or he goes to a different team. This is a really a player who's flying under the radar right now. Terrace Marshall basically free. Uh, he's owned in twenty five percent of sleeper app, which is which is really down. That's a uh, usually uh, where we see higher percentages. Zero percent Yahoo, ESPN, and NFL.com. So Terrace Marshall, uh, maybe a name that you don't forget about if you want to. Ha you have room, pick him up. 
Another guy who we want to talk about is Hunter Renfro, who I'd mentioned, 28 years old. Um, I actually still have this guy sitting on a, a bench right now in the sleeper app on one of my dynasties. It's a deep league, so forgive me for that. But he still has one year technically on his contract. I'm hearing they're going to cut him most likely in uh, Las Vegas. Now, uh, a key key note for Hunter Renfro is that he is owed, I think, like 9 or $10 million this year, which is um, not deserved. So for Hunter Renfro, you're probably not looking for a team to you know get, get traded uh, trade for him. It's probably going to be a release and then sign from yeah. there. But at 37% on, on uh, sleeper app, 1% Yahoo, 3.5% ESPN. He is a little bit older. Uh, you know, when I was thinking a team that has a lot of money right now could be like New England. And I, I, I really wanted to see him go there when Bill Belichick was the coach. I don't think much will change from to, to Gerard Mayo. But Hunter Renfro, do you think there are better days ahead for him? Steve? He showed signs. I mean, he definitely. I mean, he was he was a good receiver for for Las Vegas when they. I mean, let's call it they were when they were Oakland, right? He showed really good signs. Why he got the extension, he did. The offense just kind of changed, and he was unable to adapt to it. His his play style is not what this play style is for the Raiders. Um, he's gotten high praise from you know competitors. The way he's able to move in and out of his routes, they're crisp. He's smart. Like he knows how to get open. Um, Obviously, like anything else with age, you start to lose some of that ability. You may not be as quick, but, you know, at 28, still somewhat young. But receivers, you know, unless we're talking quarterbacks, receivers, again, 28, 29, 30, you start to see a little bit. Their prime starts to lower. I mean, they're right at that peak at 28, 29. Then you start to see some down, you know, decline. I would love to see Renfro in a a position like uh, Buffalo, right? Like, remember when they had, you know, they had Cole Beasley? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, right in that slot role, that's where Renfro plays his best. Mm-hmm. Give him in the slot, have Kincaid. You've got, you know, possibly Stefan Diggs, unless he gets cut or traded. Um, and then obviously they go after maybe one other wide receiver because I think Gabe Davis is gone after that. He's got some value there. Now, Buffalo does have a lot of cap issues. So, again, they've got their own things to kind of deal with, but he's that's a great offense that I think he could perform and do really well. So, he's definitely gonna be a cap casualty. Right. He's definitely going to be something that's going to be let go. Um, he's definitely someone we're going to have to keep an eye on, but he does have the ability to play. I like I like what he can do. Right. So you're saying me as as an owner, I'm stashing him. Keep oh, stashing. If you're in a, yeah, if you're in a deep league, unless you absolutely, absolutely need the space because maybe you've got a lot of draft picks. There's no reason to let go of some of these players unless you're mm-hmm. forced to. Right. I mean, I get it. Like some I, I have one league where I had to let go of some players. I wasn't quite ready. Just because IR, I had so many on IR and I had to make space for them, right? Like you got to start thinking about those things. So unless you're having to, there's no reason to let go of Renfro. And if you've got plenty of space, just pick them up. You never know. I mean, free agency is right right around the corner. You may go to the right team and you're like, man, I'm lucky I grabbed him. And I really like that Bills fit for him. And I think that would be a great landing spot if they can get him cheaper Definitely. I mean, this is not a guy who's 31 years old. He's probably could, he could have a good, you know, two or three years ahead of him at least. Yeah, absolutely. He could sign a he could sign a one year, prove it deal, and then if he performs the way he possibly can, he's got another two to three years easily. Absolutely, absolutely. The next guy we're going to talk about is probably a little bit more owned. Um, you know, more of a more of a household name when it comes to this year. Uh, even though they were a rookie at 24 years old, still have three years left on that contract in New Orleans. Uh, some hesitancy there based on, you know, teammates, who's going to be there next year. A.T. Perry, another guy I'm stashing in my sleeper league already. 
58% owned in Sleeper, 1% in Yahoo, 0% ESPN or NFL.com leagues. Um, A.T. Perry, I mean, we like this guy a lot. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on why we're saying to pick him up if you haven't already? Yeah, so 58% is probably one of our highest owned when it comes to this, you know, stashing, only because the fact that he was a rookie into this season, so he was drafted pretty highly. Um, Coming into the season, there were some high expectations, but not uh, sure how he was going to play and fit in this offense, especially when you had Michael Thomas, you've got Chris Olave, and then, you know, um, I guess realistically the thought process of what having Derek Carr was going to be and that really kind of hasn't, hand out quite yet we'll see if this year two helps um but here's the thing with at perry this saints team is in cap hell and they have got to figure it out and i think with that said a lot of veterans are going to lose their jobs whether it be through trade or through cap cuts because they've got to figure out how to move their money around which gives a player like at perry an opportunity to shine and become a pretty valuable wide receiver two or three in this offense behind Chris Olave. Um, that is why I think he has the value. I liked what he was brought into this season. Uh, he's a very talented receiver. I just think because of what's going on with their cap situation in, in the, in new Orleans, they've got to make space. They've got to make room. He's not one of them, right? He's on a great rookie contract. You're not letting that go. I, again, he's somebody he's worth stashing. Um, because he may end up having to be a starting receiver. Absolutely, man. This guy's this guy, man. He's knocking on the door. I mean, they have a lobby. Other than that, they have Shahid, who's more of like a gadget Shahid player. Showed up, yeah. Shahid's value is really in the return yards if yeah. you get points for that. So, right, right. So At Perry on the low there, definitely mm-hmm. a good stash if you have him already. Um, if you didn't, if you, you you know, if you're just a listener right now, you can't see. Um, you know, we Steve, we noticed those those Dallas stars behind you, man. The next guy we're talking yeah. about, you know, this is this is this is you, um, Jalen Tolbert, twenty four years yeah. old. He got two years left on the contract. What do you what do you know about Jalen Tolbert? You got that inside information? Um, so obviously, I watched him since he came in as a rookie. Um, very disappointing rookie season. He did not adapt well coming from college to the NFL, um, and it in it, it showed up his rookie season. But man, did they absolutely love him his second year last year. Like Dak Prescott was talking highly of him. CeeDee Lamb was talking highly of him um, to the point where he showed some value. Again, he had to fight you know, Gallup and Cooks for the roster. But realistically, Gallup's going to be gone. He's going to be traded away. His cap is too high. You're still going to have Brandon Cooks unless someone's going to offer a trade value. Cooks is going to be there. And you got CeeDee Lamb. Um, Tolbert will be an amazing wide receiver three in this offense, and he's only getting better. Um, he's one of the first receivers um, with Dak over the summer whenever they get together as a group. Um, he was very talented coming out of college, but he just did not adapt well his, his rookie year at all. Uh, I don't, not sure what it was, but this past year watching him in OTAs and preseason and even some little bits here and there, he just showed promise. Um, it's funny because I'll occasionally place the Madden every once in a while, and I actually put Dalen Tolbert as my slot receiver. Um, and man, you just I could only see the potential of what, the, what he can do in this offense. He's way more explosive than Gallup is. He's able to, you know, get open. That was the biggest struggle with Gallup. He had one of the worst separations from from defensive backs, um, and a lot of it had to contribute to his injuries that he had. Um, but I love Tolbert, and the fact that he's only twenty five percent just it blows my mind that that's 
how many people own him. Like he is, even if he's not on my my team at the moment, I'm putting him on taxi if I can hold him a little bit longer, depending on how your taxi squad works. Um, but he's definitely on my team for sure. I have him in majority of my leagues. Absolutely. So good vote of confidence for Tolbert, probably going to be their number three receiver coming into next year. And hey, yeah. Brandon Cook's not getting any younger himself. What's he have? Is he have one year after, you know, 2024 will be his last year under contract there? Do you yeah, know he's that? got two years. He's, he had a four-year contract coming in as a rookie. So he's got two years this year and next year. Um, and he's he's got to shine. And if he does, I think he, you know, he has strong value. Mm, absolutely. So Jalen Tolbert, definitely a name that, you know, rubbed some people the wrong way. Probably why he's down to 25%. Go pick him up. Next guy showed out of the Super Bowl, 25 years old, another free agent. Jawan Jennings from San Francisco. Uh, we really saw him kind of flash late. You know, he has been known to be a great blocker, maybe a better, uh, to this point, a better real-life player than fantasy. Only 30% owned on sleeper, 0% uh, across the board, except for NFL.com. He has 1% owned there. But Jawan Jennings, man, do you think that this this last cup, this last stretch run, I should say, in the Super Bowl, um, the way he threw a touchdown, made some nice plays, is, is he on the map for other teams, do you think? Or is this a, based on him re-signing with San Francisco as his best value? Possibly. I will say his value will be with the 49ers. Um, and I think his sleeper 30% rostered a lot had to do with the fact that everyone picked him up after the Super Bowl. I guarantee you it was a lot lower before that. Because mm. um, even I had a few leagues that people were picking him up just because of the way he performed. Like he, I think had they won that the Super Bowl, Juwan should have been the MVP of that game. Like the way he played, he was phenomenal. Um, so he has flashes. He's 25. He is a free agent. I think if 49ers want to keep, because 49ers got a lot to deal with. You've got to pay Brandon Ayuk. There's a, there's a rumor of that not happening. Like there's all, you know, you know, might as well keep somebody who can have some value. Um, again, we're talking deep stashes. We're not saying if you have one roster spot, like don't just hold them just to hold them. But if you've got a, a few roster spots, you can possibly keep and afford. I would definitely grab him. And again, a lot of it, I think is going to be based off of if he resigns with the 49ers. I think his value is a lot less if he goes somewhere else. I think someone's going to go after him because of his performance. Everyone does it right. Everyone always signs someone who has a one or two good games in the playoffs, thinking that's going to change their, their outcome. Um, Cause he's never, he's, I don't think he'll ever be a starting wide receiver. He's not going to be a one or two. He's definitely going to be that third or fourth guy. Who's going to have some value here or there. And again, he could do those trick plays and stuff like that. So I think his value is more in the 49ers um, offense than anything else for sure. And and there's another guy too. I'm going to, I'm going to jump to him. He's on this list, Ronnie Bell. I, I'm stashing him right now in my sleeper uh, dynasty league. Ronnie Bell rookie this year was a good prospect. Uh, you know, he had a couple flashes in the pan early on. There were some injuries there that helped him, you know, make some fantasy relevance. I actually picked him up when that happened. I thought I was ahead of the game, um, but then it seemed like they didn't use him the rest of the season. If it's not Jennings, yeah. if he doesn't resign, do you think that Ronnie Bell, you know, I should continue to stash him? I, I feel like, man, he has a high high potential there. They don't, they don't yeah, seem I mean, to have a lot of turn. They're wide receivers, yeah. right? He's under contract, so you know it's not like they have a reason to keep Juwan if they feel they see something in Bell. So he can, you know, try to fill in some of that role that you know Juwan's going to leave behind. But I don't know. I mean, he's definitely again. You're talking deep leagues. Yeah, he can definitely be worth somebody. You know, putting him on your roster, see what's going to happen. 
Um, we're obviously going to see a lot of changes in the next you know few weeks uh, with free agency. It's going to help you kind of really tailor your roster properly. But this is a good opportunity to grab some of these players before free agency starts because once that happens, that's when people start going crazy in, in Dynasty. That's where you start seeing a lot of more waiver activity, a lot more trade activity happening. Like this is that lull right before because everyone's kind of unsure what to do. They're not sure if they want to trade or pick up. These are some great players. You don't, you know, hey, if you've got a few spots, grab it, put them on there. Obviously, we've got a decent amount of list on here. So these are going to be some players you got to think about what position is important to you because their wide receiver position is probably one of the more important roles, especially in full PPR. So, yeah, he's definitely worth a grab. Absolutely. And see how it shakes out there in San Francisco. If Jawan Jennings gets resigned, boom, there's your pickup right there. No need for Ronnie Bell. Yep. If Jennings goes elsewhere, boom, Ronnie Bell. Straight yep. to the team. Right? The last, last wide receiver we have on our free to pick up right now really showed out the last uh, couple games of the regular season, second year wide receiver. He's a restricted free agent this year from green Bay and that's Bo Melton. I know they have a lot of receivers there and this, he's already owned in 27% of sleeper app. Um, so it does show the vote of confidence people have in the young rookie, even though he's in a flooded, uh, you know, log jam uh, talk about yeah. a log jam there in green Bay with those wide receivers. Do you think that Bo Melton can separate himself from the pack? Or do you think that you know he's going to go back to the bench, or possibly land another deal elsewhere? Uh, I think he goes elsewhere. I think they really love this core that they have in Reed and Wicks and Watson. Um, obviously, Watson's got the injury concern that you got to deal with. It's several years that so he's got to figure out how to stay healthy. But um, I just do. I think they love this core. I and I, I think Melton. It just it it's hard hard for him to get in there. You know, um, he was picked up for sure due to injuries, but. Um, I think he goes elsewhere for sure. And do you think he can have value elsewhere? He can be a number three, number two, or do you know he's yeah, not I mean, get that look? I don't know if he'll get number two. I think he could possibly be number three. There are several teams that have wide receiver issues, right? You think about the Titans, you know, they don't have great receivers behind Drake London and you know Atlanta. Okay, right? Like there are several teams that don't have amazing twos or threes behind their their star or superstar. You know, not everybody has the luxury of having two or three solid players at the wide receiver position. You know, no, not everybody is the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, heck, you could put Bo Melton on the Kansas City Chiefs and he could almost be a wide receiver one. Obviously, Rice is there, but like that's kind of the rosters that are out there. So, yeah, if he's, in, he's put in the right position, he definitely can have some more value. Absolutely, man. I like Bo Melton myself a lot, too. I think that if he gets another shot elsewhere, he can make good on that easy. Uh, we're going to move into our running backs that are free for pickup right now. First one I want to talk about, a little high on own percentage. He was a big, touted prospect last year, um, probably mostly due to, to his play role as a passing back. He did well at Oklahoma. Uh, and then we saw him get drafted to the Giants behind Saquon Barkley, and that's Eric Gray. I feel like this is a guy who was really picked early last year in, in rookie drafts, but um, the the Sterling kind of rusted a little bit, right? He didn't really get a shot. He was injured. Um, you know, Saquon, right now his status is up in the air. He could go somewhere else, which would make Eric Gray an immediate pickup. Steve, what do you think about Eric Gray? Yeah, so of the running backs we're going to talk about, Eric Gray is the only one that I have any really boat of confidence in because of the fact that Saquon is most likely gone. They're going to probably tag him again. Um and we saw how that kind of went this past off, off season. But Eric Gray, 
I think can beat out Breda, who's the backup running back technically to Saquon. Um, and he could potentially be, you know, a nice little RB one a or one B, you know, one B, depending if they go after another veteran or something like that. Cause realistically this rookie class is nothing to be really like super excited about. So what the teams have roster wise are probably going to be the guys, the next one up, right? Like if Barkley leaves, Eric Gray becomes a really highly uh, go after type of running back. The fact that he's available still in 48% of leagues and sleeper, it's kind of shocking, especially when you could put him on taxi right now. Like there's no reason to not have him on your roster. Even if you put him on your taxi squad, let him sit for another year or so if that's what it takes. So um, yeah, kind of shocked by that. Absolutely, man. Me too. Eric Gray. I mean, I, I was sending trades out for him this year and, you know, probably until the end of the year, nobody was willing to give him up. And here we are at the end of the season going into the next year and boom, un, you know, yeah. right around 50%. So Eric Gray, definitely a guy right now, probably yeah. out there. Go pick him up. The next two guys, 25 year olds. Um, the first one's a restricted free agent. And the second one, you know, played his first year. He's a little bit older for a rookie. And that's Ronnie Rivers and Amari DeMercado. Uh, you know, you said you weren't high on them. Maybe for Ronnie Rivers, it's all, all it takes is one injury to Kyron Williams. That's if he's brought back, right? So if he yeah. had three years on his contract, um, you, you know, you might feel a little bit better about it. He's going to have to get back there in L.A. himself. R yeah. Ronnie Rivers or Amari De, De Mercado, which one would you prefer right now to stash? Um, just based off of the, the contract situation, you got to go with Amari, um, which is why his, his percentage is a little bit higher. He's 31% owned compared to Rivers at 10% owned. But Amari did actually have opportunities this past season where he, you know, came in. He had a few good games, right, filling in for James Conner. And James Conner is obviously the starting back, and he's a good back, but he has had some health concerns. He's a little bit older, and they're going to probably, you know, to stretch out his season, they're going to have to use Amari probably more often than not, where Ronnie is going to be fighting for a roster spot, right? Like, LA absolutely loved Kyron Williams and they're obviously clearly showing they're going to use and abuse him until he's done. Um, Cause he's on that, you know, young contract. Um, so it, it depends on rivers and where he lands. Um, there's not a lot of team openings that I could think of that might, he might have some value. Um, it just depends on where vets might get moved around. Like if Derek Henry leaves Tennessee, then you've got Tajay Spears and that's really it right? Like they don't have anybody truly back there. So maybe a spot he lands there, but I think Amari absolutely is the better value for sure. Absolutely. Right. So just, just wait, see what happens to Ronnie rivers. You're basically hunching that he's going to get resigned and he's the number two back uh, draft yeah. day might throw a wrench in that plan. But right now, Dame Mercado. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, this year, he, when he given, when given a chance, he had three games with 50 or more rushing yards and a fourth game with 45 rushing yards. And, and I want to say just about the 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 um, premise there, the what's going on with um, Arizona, man. James Conner, yeah, yeah. kind of had a year that nobody wanted to touch him, really made people look bad on that. But he's really if, – if James Conner gets hurt, boom, he's the number two. De Mercado is there, and he's starting, right? But at the same time, they had Keontae Ingram there, the second string back this year. A lot of people liked him. If James Conner got hurt, he really didn't get any touches. So as great as a, a spot it is for Dame Ricardo, it's probably going to take an injury, right, for him to step yeah. up. For yeah. sure. 
And then finally, we have some tight ends here who are free right now, more or less. The, the only guy who's owned in 50% or more sleeper is the first guy we're going to say, and that's Noah Fant. Noah Fant, man, he's only 26. He's a free agent. He could land a nice deal somewhere. There's teams out there that, that need a tight end. Uh, a lot of people yeah. probably rubbed the wrong way of how he was used, whether it be um, in Denver or Seattle. They had a lot of a lot of tight ends there. They they really threw to you know, fluidly to many of them, not just one. Noah Fan, do you think they'll where where he where he signs, he'll have better days ahead? Absolutely. I think if Noah Fant, um, I actually wrote an article for IDP about Noah Fant, where he could possibly go. I think either Cincinnati or Washington. Um, and he'd instantly have value. Instantly. He's a good, he's a good tight end. He's he's a very talented tight end. He's very athletic. He just was not used at all. Like he showed flashes before, but he just was not utilized at all. And a lot of it, I don't think it had anything to do with him. It had to do with the scheme and the way the offense was it was maneuvered around and the focus. Like especially you think about Seattle, right? Going from possibly the third or fourth option to like maybe the fifth. I mean, you get Jackson Smith and Jigba, you got Metcalf, you got Lockett, like you had Charbonnet who they added, you got Kenneth White. Fant was essentially just kind of thrown out there just to kind of help block, and that was about it. Because um, when he did catch the ball, he he was very effective down the field. They just didn't right. use him at all. So Fant is definitely someone 54%. Man, I wish I had some leagues that still had him available in the waivers. I would have grabbed him in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Only 26 years old. Noah Fant. 54 54% of uh, owned and sleeper. If he's available in your league, go get him. He's our number one guy here at the tight end. Some other guys who could spring into value um, based on the guy ahead of them, what happens there in Houston. Both of these guys are 23 years old in Houston. The first guy is Brevin Jordan. We saw him have flashes even back to his rookie year there in in Houston, Uh, really fluid position there uh, at the tight end. We saw Schultz have a really nice year. We're happy about CJ Stroud, you know, him making another step forward there with his second year. Um, Brevin Jordan is another guy who, you know, is basically free right now, 44% owned on sleeper, 10% Yahoo, 4% ESPN. And also another 23-year-old, Dan- Daniel Bellinger from New York. Darren Waller's yeah. only getting older when Waller was hurt, uh, even before Waller was on the team. We saw Bellinger do some good things there. Um, both of these guys are young. They're, they're, they're maybe a, a, a injury or a re-signing, you know, somebody, a teammate resigning to have significant value. Brevin Jordan and Bellinger, I'm going to say don't sleep on them. At least have an eye on them. If, if you need tight end help, they're probably a good, low, cheap option. Steve, what do you think about them? Uh, Bellinger, I like. Obviously, it was unfortunate, unfortunate when Waller came in. But, again, injury is definitely going to help add value for Bellinger. Um, quarterback play was not helpful, so we'll see how that goes for the, the Giants. Brevin Jordan, I like because right now, technically, Schultz is a free agent. So, right now, the only con like Brevin's under contract, he's still got a year. So, the fact is, is if you know, Texas don't bring back Schultz, which I don't see why they wouldn't, but in case they don't, I could see where Brevin Jordan comes in and now he's got strong value in that passing offense because then you get a healthy Tank Dell, you've got obviously Nico, right. And then you you've still got some pretty good running backs behind you, and then now Brevin Jordan, like who you're going to focus the you know defensively. You've got to pick and choose your weapons, and Brevin Jordan could be somebody who shines really well. So I like him a little bit more than Bellinger, just because I think he could potentially be the starting tight end if Schultz does not resign. Absolutely, man. 
and two other guys we have on this list we want to say. Uh, it was a rookie this year, the first one. Um, we saw him when Higby went down. Davis Allen had a couple nice plays. He even scored a touchdown late in the season for the Rams. 23 years old. He got three years left on his contract. Um, you're probably hoping that this guy's the tight end number one. They don't really sign anybody. They don't bring in any any help from the draft. If that's the case, Davis Allen may, may be in a spot to find fantasy production. And also a free agent, 29-year-old Pharaoh Brown. Uh, he, he's only owned in 2% of sleeper leagues. Davis Allen a little bit higher, 35%. But Pharaoh Brown only 2%. Steve, what do you think about these two? So Davis Allen obviously still in a contract. Obviously Higby going down late in the season. Um, gives Davis Allen an opportunity. But like anything else, understand when you pick up with these players, have the depth, grab them, and don't be afraid if, if it doesn't pan out because of free agency or, or you know, rookie, like for example, Brock Bowers has been possibly tied to the Rams. Like it's okay. You can drop them again. It doesn't hurt to pick up these players and just hold on and see what happens because if the the Rams don't go after a tight end. Davis Allen becomes the tight end one until a, a healthy Higby comes in, right? Um, now, Farrell Brown, obviously 29. Is a little bit, he's one of our oldest players that we're going to talk about in this whole this whole thing. He's shown signs, but there's a lot of issues with the, the Patriots. Do they resign him? Possibly, because obviously they've got issues with Hunter Henry now being a free agent. Gesicki did not perform well at all. They need to add somebody. Farrell might actually be a cheap option for them to re-sign and then have some value because they don't have a lot of weapons for whatever their quarterback position, who who knows who it's going to be. Um, so, yeah, he might have some value if he does re-sign. He is definitely a little bit harder to understand and maintain on your rosters because, man, you don't know what's going to happen. He's 29. I get it. But tight end is a little bit hard. There's a couple of them coming into this rookie draft, unlike last season where there were a lot of good rookies that came into the draft. Uh, tight end position is still hard to really kind of judge. And, you know, there's probably five, now more, really elite tight ends, where before it was, what, one or two, right? right. It, it, it was such a it – it's crazy how this last year's rookie class just changed the tight end spectrum um, because before it was it was really hard. But now – you got some really good tight ends that are really young and talented. I still think Farrell Brown's got some ability that he's in the right position. I like him in New England just for safety valve, you know, give that young quarterback and someone a big to throw to, you know? Right. Especially in New England there. They really don't have much mm -hmm. else right now. Yeah. All right. We're going to move into our buy lows. So these guys, we're going to mention these seven players, most likely they're owned. They're the lowest percentage owned for sleeper app is 63%. So these guys probably are household names are already on teams, but you could probably buy the, make a case at least for buying them on the low. Um, the first guy we're going to mention, we only have one running back on this list. He is a young guy, 23 years old with three years left on his contract. 87% uh, owned sleeper app. Outside of that, he's 25 on Yahoo and less than that on ESPN and, and NFL.com. Roshan Johnson, I have him in my sleeper app. I really like him a lot. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. you know, pre um, preaching patience with him. I think that yeah. next year he really didn't get a fair shake this year. Next year, I'm kind of throwing out this year and, and looking forward to next year. I think that, that, you know, three years left on the contract, he's definitely going to be there. They really don't have much else. Lost Tariq Cohen even. Um, Roshan Johnson, I think, is a guy who can make that leap. You should go make a trade for Steve. Do you agree? Yeah. So he's still the RB two behind Khalil Herbert. 
Um, Khalil Herbert disappointed and then showed up. It was weird how his season was. Like he didn't start off strong, obviously was injured. Um, and then he showed up really strong towards the end. Um, Roshan was very was pretty consistent, wasn't great, but he was consistent. He's got flashes. Um, he was great at Texas. Um, he was behind Bijan Robinson, so he was never he never got the 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 you know sun or light shining on him uh, during his career, unfortunately. But he, if you watched any of his film, he was a great running back out of college. Um, I think he was a better pass catcher than Bijan, and Bijan made some crazy plays um, this season, this past season um, in the passing game. So he's got that value there. Obviously, quarterback's going to play a factor. Is it Fields? Is it Caleb? You know, how's that going to go? But I think Roshan ends up moving up in the depth chart and could possibly replace Khalil Herbert. I'm really high on him. I went after him in a lot of my rookie drafts. I try to at least. Um, he is going to be a little bit of a tougher buy low. If you can get someone to really look at the fact that Khalil Herbert showed up, he's had some value. Maybe you got somebody who's like, man, do I really want to hold on to him? It just, it, you have to look at, where they drafted Roshan. If someone drafted Roshan early to second round, right? He's going to be a little tougher to get, but if someone drafted him in the third or fourth round of their rookie draft, yeah, you might be able to throw another, throw a third, maybe even a second, get him a little, a little bit too entice, right? Cause running backs, again, this rookie class is an amazing. And if you need a young running back, I would rather spend a mid to late second on a Roshan Johnson than probably go draft one. So I like him a lot for sure. Yeah, Roshan, man. Hopefully, Khalil Herbert he steps on up, up above him. I don't, I don't really like yeah. Herbert that much. I don't really know too many people that are very high on him. So Roshan yeah. Johnson, very, very close to being a fantasy superstar here. At least has the potential to have the platform, the opportunity. Yeah. Um, so that's our running back to go by low right now while the getting's good. We're gonna move into some. Uh, we have four wide receivers. The first one being these guys are all young. Jalen yeah. Hyatt. Three years left on his contract. He's 22. We saw some flashes in the pan. He's owned 78% of sleeper apps. Um, you know, probably most people are going to have the same thought as us. Just really was down year for everybody in New York. Their quarterback wasn't there. Uh, a lot of guys with the similar traits there in New York. Jalen Hyatt, do you think that there's a team out there that, you know, might be down on him to say, I don't know if he's ever going to step up. We're only a year in. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, again, Hyatt – just drafted, right? You know, young. Definitely a very talented receiver. One of the better route runners for sure. Has a lot of potential. Um, he's a very similar play style, though, of a lot of the other receivers on this roster. But I think he's the one that really kind of stands out. As far as buying low, again, look at where he was drafted in the rookie draft. Possibly go you know, second round, if someone's looking to kind of fill, this is a deep wide receiver class coming into this one. So don't get too crazy with your trades. I think you would, I would rather trade a veteran wide receiver. That's got a little bit more name established. Um, And if you can afford that, like letting go of a vet to get like a Jalen Hyatt, like, again, it depends. Like I'm I like top of my head. I'm thinking, okay, if I've got a Mike Williams, for example, household name, definitely performed well in, in fantasy when he's been healthy and maybe in, you know, him into the mix. Like, Hey, I'll give you Mike Williams for Jalen Hyatt. Sure. You know, th I think about things like that. Like I'd rather take a little bit of a possible risk on a young player like Hyatt with the fact that, a, a, you know, even if it's Daniel Jones, I still have some hope if it's Daniel Jones, at least fantasy wise. Um, 
that, you know, it brings him some value. And I'd rather get rid of an aging vet or someone who I don't need to keep just to get somebody like that. Yeah, man. Jalen Hyatt, probably better days ahead. He's, you know, maybe rubbed his uh, owners in the wrong, wrong way in the mouth. So definitely a guy that you can make a case to buy, buy low right now. Uh, another young guy, two years left on his contract, a year older, tr- 23, Traylon Burks from Tennessee. Yeah. Um, maybe he's owned he's owned highly right now, 82% of sleeper apps, but maybe that's because they have their quarterback for the future there. Um, they don't have Tannehill. You know, they're not starting rolling out him anymore. They have Levis. Uh, you know, Traylon Burks was a guy who we're, we weren't far off of talking him in a, a first rounder in, in, in rookie drafts years ago. Uh, still mm-hmm. only 23 years old, shown flashes in the pan. Man, you know, probably his owners are just so upset about him be, not being able to stay on the field. I think this that's his caveat. But Traylon Burks, man, I mean, and, and not even banking him on the Titans. He could show out for the Titans and go somewhere else. But uh, to me, at 23 years old, that's that's okay. He's probably going to be, if you have him in the next seven or eight years, he's probably going to be on a different team at some point. I don't think that's such a bad thing. Traylon Burks, do you see any hope there? Do things get better? He can stay on the field? So I am not completely sold on Traylon Burks, but if you can get him at a cheap price, then do it. Um, I never was super high on him when he came into the, into the league. I, I had higher hopes on other players. Um, I comped Traylon Burks a little bit lower, even though he was highly drafted, probably mid first rounds in most rookie drafts. Um, he's got, he's got draft capital from the Tennessee Titans. Everyone thought he was going to be the replacement of AJ Brown when they traded him away. There are a lot of things going against him, which, Again, like you mentioned, if you're an owner who drafted him in the first round, you're like, wow, this has not panned out well. You might get him at a, at a pretty cheap price, right? Um, you might get him for a late second, early third round if you're just willing to take the risk and put Burks on your team and see what happens in, in, in this year. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth grabbing. I'm not super crazy about him personally. Like, I if someone's get if I can get him for a third round, sure, that's worth it to me. That I don't mind giving up a third round pick. I'm not going low twos. I'm definitely not giving up a first. Um, maybe a really aging, if I'm not in a win now mode, maybe like a Tyler Lockett or somebody for Traylon just to get somebody younger. You know, something like that makes total sense to me. Um, but he is a highly owned. A lot of people spend some some draft capital on him. So he's gonna be he you might, depending on how your your league mates are, it might be a little bit challenging. Um, he's still got another year with uh, Hopkins. I think Hopkins has one more year in the contract. Obviously, got Will Levis another year behind him. You know, obviously playing half the season essentially. So we'll see how that looks. New head coach, new regime. So maybe this is a good thing for Traylon. So, but you guys spin it, spin it right, and I think you can get him at a good price, and he might show. He might finally show up and and do really well for you. Absolutely, man. Traylon Burks, hot, cold, everything in between. If you can get him for the low price tag, send it. Next guy we're going to talk about, 22 years old, still has three years left on the contract. We had mentioned him before as a rookie who did not step up. Um, We were waiting for it. I thought maybe after the bye week we were going to see some things go right for Jonathan Mingo. 80% owned. This guy's still up there. He's high high rostered. But, uh, you know, do, do you think this is a guy who you can easily pry? Would you even want to pry? him away from another team are you are you high on him is there still you know greener days ahead there's a lot of uncertainty obviously with the the coaching changes um but realistically he is there 
I guess you would say wide receiver too, because you you still got DJ Chark, you still got Thielen, like you still got some of the vets in the way. Um, but again, DJ Chark didn't perform well. The only concern I have with Mingo, and I and I do like him, is the fact that um he was one of the worst wide receivers to create separation, like to get open. Mm. Like he struggled in this, this, and I think that's gonna change. I think new offensive scheme and things like that will help. So keep that in mind. But being that he was just a rookie, you know, this past season, he was just recently drafted. He's still a, a name that people are trying to hold on to, kind of like, you know, we mentioned, talk about Jalen Hyatt. Like, might be a little bit tougher, but you might get somebody who's, you, who wasted a second-round pick on him and say, man, what what was I doing? Like, Because a lot of people are afraid. I mean, I you know, we're not going to talk about him here, but like Bryce Young, man, did everyone just jump ship after this season. You know, like you see a Stroud who played amazing, then you see Bryce Young played the complete opposite. So many people are jumping ship. I got Bryce Young super cheap in a dynasty because somebody was just felt so burnt by him. Yeah. So you might have a league mate, same thing with Mingo, right? Who just like, man, I put a little bit of draft capital behind this guy and I just didn't see it, right? Or just or they don't believe in this Carolina offense. Um, so he can definitely be somebody you can grab for sure. Right, things to work on. He's got to get separation. They got to protect yep. Bryce Young, get some other talent there in Carolina. Hey, if that happens, he's not too far off from having fantasy significance, right? So yep. Jonathan Mingo, maybe someone you send a last round pick, fourth round pick, something like that. Um, someone might bite. They might be excited about the draft this year. Yep. But definitely a name to keep in mind. Uh, send an offer out. And one more wide receiver while we're on the buy lows is, is John Mechie. And, and maybe because not necessarily, you know, he's been on the field and killed it, but he's still 23 years old. He did have health concerns. He came off, I think it was, uh, was it lymphoma or Luke? I think it was yeah. lymphoma. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, that, that, you know, we, we saw what it did to James Conner. took him a year or so to get right. Um, John Mechie, I mean, he's just in a, in a good landing spot here in Houston. Yeah. They have Collins. They have Tank Dell. Outside of that, though, I mean, if one of those guys gets hurt, we've seen John Mechie be called upon. And they do have Noah Brown, some other guys there. But Noah Brown's older himself. I don't see him, you know, besides maybe another year or two having fantasy relevance. But John Mechie, any given time, if he's in that top one or two, you know, probably number two at best um, role, I think we can see some fantasy significance from him. Is he still a player you think or, or you can, you know, get low for the low? Yeah. Oh, I for sure. I I have him in a few of my leagues. I drafted him in a few of my leagues. Um, very talented kid coming out of you know Alabama. The health concern his rookie year definitely threw a wrench in his in in his career so far, which has put him behind. Then you got obviously some some really good young talent in like Tank Dell. Obviously Nico finally showed up, and that might be kind of the same thing. Maybe John Mechie finally shows up. Like everyone, I loved Nico Collins. But didn't really show up. And then this past season, Nico played the way Nico should have played all his career so far. So Mechie has that ability. He's obviously two years still left in the contract. Um, as long as the Texans don't draft a wide receiver, I think Mechie's value is still there. I know they got you know Robert Woods, that that you know the vet that obviously I think he's probably going to be a cap casualty. But um, I'm still holding on to him. You can get them probably fairly cheap. As you can see, though, people are still holding on 63%. So people do believe him because he was a high, you know, highly drafted pick um, in, in fantasy for some and then obviously into the real life. So, yeah, but I like him. Man, I, I hope I'm, – I'm really hoping he has a really solid career. 
Yeah, I think so too. 23 years old, still a lot of time to turn around. Yeah. Um, this is really his first kind of year putting it together. So it's kind of a rookie year. I mean, we've seen a lot of p- players make the, the sophomore jump. So maybe yeah. he can be one of them. Um, and, and finally, I'm, I mean, we're talking about young guys here. We got another one at the tight end position, 24 years old, man. I, I didn't realize this guy was that young. Mm-hmm. Two years left on the contract. Cade Auten, probably owned. He's owned 75% of sleeper app. 30% Yahoo, 8% ESPN, and 19% NFL.com. Kate Auten from Tampa Bay, man. I mean, he's going to be back next year. We know that. He's got two years yeah. left. Didn't, didn't do bad this year, 24 years old, right? So um, do you think another year in that system, another year with Baker Mayfield, hopefully, that uh, you know things can get better from here for Kate Auten as well? Yes. Um, I like Kate Auten. I, he's a good tight end. I think he fits this offense really well. They do. I wish they would utilize him a little bit more, but I do like him. I'm obviously a lot's going to be held on the fact that they're going to re-sign Baker. That's a big, big piece. Like if you got to get Baker back into that Tampa uniform, if, cause if, if, if they go somebody else, say Baker goes somewhere else because they really put some money behind it and Tampa gets Ryan Tannehill. I might be a little bit more concerned for Kate Auden at that point, but yeah. I think, I don't think Tampa's going to be stupid and let you know, Baker go. So getting Baker back is going to be a key thing. So you got to keep an eye on how this free agency comes about, but I like Kate on 75% owned. So you, you have a few people out there. You might get lucky picking him up, but he's definitely going to be a cheaper buy. Um, and, and it's somebody worth buying, especially if you need a tight end position, you know, don't give up a super large amount, you know, maybe, maybe you have a bunch of receivers and, and a team needs a receiver. Maybe get a little vet in there and throw them in. So, but I'm not saying K Don's going to be a top 10 tight end. I think he can stretch into that top 15 mark if he performs the way he's capable of. Definitely right now, especially if you're doing a startup, probably low mm-hmm. price tag, right? With all these rookies yeah. coming into the league, probably a guy who last round picks, you know, slim pickings. Mm-hmm. So Kate Auten, man, at 24 years old, definitely could have some nice, nice years ahead. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move in right now to our final segment, our final grouping of players. And that is right now, if you are starting up a dynasty league, these are players to target later in your draft. Also, if they are available, um, you know, go ahead and, and pick them up. I doubt they are. Uh, they're pretty yeah. high owned and we, it looks like 65% owned or higher. So probably you're looking at these guys for a startup, um, you know, probably – not not spending a, a heavy price tag on them, but when we talk about stashes in a startup, these guys fit the bill. Yeah. The running back position, we have Keaton Mitchell, 22 years old, two years left on his contract. Kendry Miller from the Saints, 21-year-old, three years on the contract. Israel Abinakanda uh, from the Jets, 21 years old, three years left on the contract. And Tank Bigsby, 22 years old, three years left on the contract. These guys all have at least two years left. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, Miller, Israel Abanaconda, and Tank Bigsby. Steve, if you had to pick one or two guys out of this tier to to you know improve on their fantasy stock, who would it be? So I think people's obvious would have been Keaton Mitchell because of what he was able to do for the Ravens before his injury. I'm going Kendra Miller. I love what this kid was able to do um, coming from TCU. And... He wasn't drafted in the perfect scenario, right? I think they obviously they drafted him because of the whole, you know, Camara, you know, Alvin Camara situation. They weren't sure what was going to happen. Obviously, the suspension, blah blah blah, right? And um, you know, of course, New Orleans decided to throw a wrench in 
and go after Jamal Williams. But Kendra Miller, I think, has the ability to become easily the wider running back too. And of course, who knows what's going to happen with Kamara? Again, this Saints team has got to figure out their salary cap. Do they trade Kamara? Do they keep him? Do they restructure his contract? Like, what do they do with him, right? Alvin Kamara's never been a thousand yard back. Kendra Miller can be a thousand yard back. Like, that's the type of ability he has. So, when you're talking startup draft, Kendra Miller, you can get in a late round because you don't have to use a lot of your draft capital to grab him. But to understand he is going to be somebody who's going to be a future potential starter in a year or two. Like, that's kind of the expectation for him. Um, the other is Tank Bigsby. I like Bigsby a lot. I hyped him up a little bit, a little bit too much, I, I will admit. Not that I don't believe in ETN. I just don't believe in that offensive scheme. I always felt like Doug Peterson was going to use a two-back system, and they drafted Bigsby kind of high because um, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, he was used, don't get me wrong. Um, definitely has to adjust. Running back is a little bit of a weird position when it's transitioning from the NFL, unless you're just generationally talented. Um, but Bigsby definitely has the red zone ability. Um, all it takes is you know ETN to get hurt. Bigsby is now the guy. So again, he's a solid RB two at this moment behind him, and he's definitely worth somebody uh, you can definitely draft later on for sure. Absolutely, man. I, I like that point to say about Kendry Miller. He's not far off, you know, from a, a big year. And I mean, I, you know, looking back at the history of the Saints, they really retain similar running backs year after year. They're really not leapfrogging it too much. So no. you know, Camara, his status is you know ultimate here. But at the same time, Kendry Miller, twenty one years old. And, 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 you know, if you're, if, especially if you're in a dynasty in Yahoo, right. I said, these yeah. guys are 65% or more in sleeper. So they're probably not available there, but there are people, Steve, I think you're one of them, right? You play dynasty for Yahoo. I have one league in Yahoo, um, a majority obviously in sleeper, but I have one league in Yahoo and it is a little different. It's different. There's a lot more people who use Yahoo as a redraft league uh, platform. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the fact that anybody who is doing Dynasty in the Yahoo platform, that's a low percentage of 4%. So that's crazy to me Like to see that some of these guys are here. So I think some of it is, you know, again, majority of people will move into Sleeper. But, um, yeah, if Kendra Miller's there, why are you – I mean, even there's 14% of people still in Sleeper who are not rostering Kendra. Like, get them. Put them on your taxi at this point, even if you sit on them for a year or two. Absolutely, man. I see. I think even before that, maybe this year we'll see that uh, spike, you know, so jump on yeah. it before it's too crazy. Um, you know, and, and maybe a, a trade low. Someone thinks oh, I drafted him high, but didn't get what I wanted, you know, and Kamara is still yeah. there. Hey, send an offer. The worst somebody can say is no. Right. Yeah, for sure. So moving into our last tier here, our wide receivers and our tight. Oh, I should say the last two tiers, wide receiver and tight end. Um, we got a bunch of young guys here, all 22 or 23, I should say, and younger. Demario Davis, Michael Wilson, Marvin Mims, Jameis Williams, uh, Jameis Williams, um, Jamison Williams, Dontavian Wicks, Cedric Tillman. And then at the tight end, we have Michael Mayer, Musgrave, and Kraft. Uh, you know, looking at these names, I had Demario Davis in a lot of leagues or Demario Douglas in a lot of leagues. Um, you know, I think he comes back, obviously, he has three years left on his contract. I think he comes back and does well for a second year. You know, he did well as a rookie, kind of, yeah. um, you know, popped, as his nickname's pop, kind of popped off there. Uh, I want to say when after week seven, I think every game past that was five or more targets, 
Not that he had a lot of competition there, but hey, that might be the case yep. this year. And even if they draft somebody in New England, they drafted Boot, they drafted uh, Aaron Dobson. You know, every it seems like every wide receiver they draft there uh, it goes to Pitts. So De Demario Douglas, I like a lot in this group, uh, and and Marvin Mims too. I was really high on him this year. Uh, I'm in a yep. league right now where I'm trying to make trades for him. The guys still stay in the course. Hey, I like him too. You know, rightfully so. I think you're right. Um, but Marvin Mims definitely is somebody who you could send a trade for and buy on the low if somebody's rubbed the wrong way. Um, Steve, how about these other wide receivers, man? What do you think? Michael Wilson, um, Jamison Williams, Dontavis yeah. Biggs. I love Michael Wilson for, for Arizona. He's, you know, obviously you've got Rondell Moore. You've got, you know, Greg Dorch. Hollywood Brown's probably gone, right? He's, he's probably going to be leaving. So what does that do with this receiving core? I do expect Arizona to go wide receiver in the draft. So I think they're the fourth pick, um, which puts them in a nice position to get like neighbors or Marvin Harrison jr. So that could play a factor in how Wilson is going to go into this season, but a healthy full, healthy Kyler Murray only adds value. Michael Wilson showed some signs um, and he could easily all of a sudden become the wide receiver too. put Rondell at the slot or Greg Dorch at the slot put Marvin Harrison Jr. or neighbors at the the one and Wilson all of a sudden becomes a, a wide receiver too at you know that you could probably draft super late in your startup. You know, he's not he's not gonna be those receivers that you think about when you're drafting young talent, an Olave, Garrett Wilson, right? I think people will draft Jamison Williams over, you know, Michael Wilson before he's there because of the potential of what Jamison has shown. But Jamison has also been very inconsistent. Right. I would like to take a Michael Wilson before I take him for sure. Right. And I think even if they do get a neighbors or Harrison Jr. or something like that, I'm not scared because that might no. be somebody to draw attention off Wilson. Right. For sure. And there's no reason. Like I, I actually encourage them to get a player like that because it doesn't put all everything on Wilson. He'll still, if he does end up being the wide receiver too in this role, we'll see how this offense plays out. But he all of a sudden becomes a guy who's getting, you know, probably five to six targets a game. You know, he's a, he'll be a nice wide receiver three or flex player this upcoming season if that plays out the way it should. Absolutely, man. Definitely value to be had there. Don't forget about him on draft day. A couple other guys on this list. We said Dontavious, Dontavian Wicks. Uh, we like him a little bit more than Bo Melton. Obviously, the community does too. Owned at 78% of sleeper apps. Yep. Maybe an injury too or, a, 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 you know, if Watson doesn't perform – beginning of next year wicks is, is knocking on that door so definitely a guy who three years left uh should definitely pique your e interest in a startup also cedric tillman from the browns i think that yeah. you know this is a point where besides amari cooper there being the number one somebody's got to step up to be the number two we saw david bell kind of an honorable mention to this list but we saw him over the last his first two years hasn't really showed you know that that uh that knack to be the number two receiver there not saying Tillman did either. You know, he was kind of yeah. better than Bell this year, but he was a rookie, good prospect out of Tennessee. Um, Steve, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm saying don't forget about this guy on in, in your startup, right? Back end of the bench, last couple picks, if he's still there, do you see better days ahead potentially? Yeah, for I mean, he's wide receiver three. He's behind Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore did have um, – some concussion issues past season. He had that really nasty hit, unfortunately. Um, Elijah Moore, I do have high hopes. Man, I loved him um, from you know from the Jets to the to the Browns. But um, this is a passing league, 
you know, and all it takes is one of these receivers to go down and all of a sudden Cedric Tillman's getting instead of maybe three targets a game to six to seven targets a game instantly because of where he's at in his roster. Um, I don't expect the Browns to go after another receiver. I think they, they do like this core that they have. They like, you know, Amari, they like, Obviously, Elijah, they like Cedric Tony. They like David Bell. Like, they like what they've got. You got a Joku on the outside as well. So, Tillman is, is actually our lowest owned in this category, 65% owned. So, there's quite a few of you who could probably stash him on your team. But if you're talking drafts, you know, you're doing your startup, you're like, man, I'm like, sometimes value makes sense. Like, grab Cedric Tillman. There's no reason to reach for him because I think you can get him at a late, late, you know, maybe you're. 18th round or your startup and you're like, man, this guy might have some value for me and sits right on your roster and, and bam, he might become a wide receiver too. All it takes. Absolutely brother. So definitely somebody to keep an eye on Tillman. If you're doing a startup, draft him back end of the bench, real late rounds. Don't forget about him. Could easily make the jump next year. And then yeah. we have three, finally three um, tight ends on this list, 23 or younger. Both of them are 23 from Green Bay, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. But we also have 22-year-old Michael Mayer. These guys all have three years left on their contract. I personally like Mayer a lot. I thought he was kind of like baby Gronk, you know, coming in. And, and maybe that's a good thing. If you're in a startup right now, it's a perfect recipe because Michael Mayer kind of disappointed. I think he was a coach inactive the last game or two. Uh, you know, he, he's somebody who probably you're not going to be able to make a trade and, and get this player on the low. I don't think people have really given up on him yet, uh, especially yeah. with all the uncertainty quarterback there for Las Vegas this year. But Michael Mayer, for me, I have a big vote of confidence in him. Um, I'm itching to start another startup so I can draft Michael Mayer and, and make this round two, run it back with him. Do you like him too, Steve? I like him. Um, I give Musgrave a little bit more. Um, I thought Musgrave was just a little bit better, obviously polished tight end coming into this. But Michael Mayer was obviously a great, College tight end. Sometimes it takes a while for some of these college tight ends to come in. That was the expectation for a lot of these guys. You had Laporta, you had Kincaid, a lot of those tight ends. No one had expected those guys to just blow up the way they did, right? Because mm -hmm. again, this was a really good rookie class this past season. So Musk Musgrave, Mayor, like these guys are going to be hard to trade for, but these are great tight ends you can stash or draft later if possible because. Mm -hmm they are the ones who kind of are left out. Like Sam Laporta is going to be the number one tight end taken off the board now. Like he is the tight end one when it comes to dynasty. Then you've got obviously Kincaid. A lot of people love what he was able to do. So you're going to see some tight ends go up there. And so these guys are going to be obviously later rounds. You're probably looking in the late, I would say nine or 10th round possibly for some of these guys um, for a tight end who I think could still have value. Mayor obviously has to adjust to this offense. We'll see how this plays out. You also can't blame the guy, the, the quarterback situation going from Jimmy G to Aiden O'Connell, the changing head coaches in the middle of the season. Now they're going into the season with Antonio Pierce as their head coach, with Aiden O'Connell as their quarterback, only helps add. And you might be able to get him as a buy low um, if you get somebody who felt like they were burned you know, in their rookie draft. But realistically, these are great guys you should be drafting uh, that you could probably get at a good, good value. Interesting note too, you know, it's it, like we said, this last year, rookie tight ends really hit. Uh, that really hasn't happened before, you know, so it's kind, no. of, kind of the changing of the guard. And this might be the perfect time for a guy like it Michael Mayer. A, yeah, yeah, it takes a, a while for tight ends to really adjust. Yeah. 
So I think a lot of people are kicking him saying, hey, man, you, you, where were you your rookie year? When is, yeah. you know, before this year, when has rookie tight ends ever been a thing? So if somebody yeah. has that mindset, if he's fallen in startup drafts, pick him, you know, because he's yeah, somebody sure. who's definitely at 20, 22 years old, has a lot of uh, better days ahead. So I like these guys a lot. And I'm finally, Tucker Craft, man. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say don't forget about him. Don't leave him no. undrafted. Do you feel that same vibe with me? Yeah, I mean, he – the only downside with Tucker, Tucker Craft is that he's got Musgrave in front of him. I mean, they do use some two tight end sets. He did show some signs. When Musgrave got hurt, Kraft was phenomenal. So he's a very talented tight end. He's a little bit easier to grab if you, you know, you look at waivers. You just want to kind of look at your your league and kind of see what's available. But um, he's definitely going to be a cheaper option. Um, but it, it just con- the only concern is, is he's competing with Musgrave. And Musgrave is the, the better tight end overall. But Kraft definitely showed signs. And they're going to have to use him. They, the Green Bay's got to use him. Right, like they're gonna have to make some adjustments on their offense to get both these guys on the field for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a good, uh, good time, good year ahead. You know, we're gonna see what happens with these guys. Um, you know, they're probably like we said, they're 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 owned right now. But if you're in a startup, go ahead and take these guys later if you can, especially yep. um, big days. You know, some young talent on this list, guys. We're looking forward to see what the next year brings. Um, right now, I want to give a shout out to the the website Trophy Smack. If you are in a league, you're looking for a trophy. Uh, if you maybe won your league, you're looking for a way to spend your money. Maybe fantasy baseball is coming up. Go to trophysmack.com. Check out their selection of trophies, of rings, of belts. Uh, when you use the promo code IDP, guys, you get a free ring with a purchase of a trophy or a belt. Once again, use the promo code IDP guys with a purchase uh, of a trophy or a belt, and you get a free ring with that purchase. Steve, it was a bl- pleasure to break these guys down, man. Hopefully, we gave the viewers and listeners a lot of uh, a lot of promise, you know, to take to their uh, startups if they're in yeah. in dynasty leagues already. Hopefully, we gave some good sleepers. We we scoured the waiver wire. We looked at those guys who were uh, under owned, underappreciated. Yeah. I think we did a good job of um, giving the people really deep darts from you know shallow leagues to those really you know deeper throws. So thank you for breaking that down for me tonight. Uh, before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to say? No, thank you for having me. Um, now I've got to start looking at my sleeper and just make sure I got some of these guys that we talked about. Um, it's always easy to kind of forget. You know, this is off season, but dynasty never ends. Always you got to get ahead of your competition. You got combine next week. We got some great content coming up. So make sure you guys are obviously following us. You know, got Johnny Freaking F1, Average Joe's underscore FF on X. And of course, follow us on IDP. Check out our articles, YouTube. Obviously, if you're listening, check us out on Spotify and other places. Um, and just make sure you guys are keeping us up and make sure we are here to help you guys out for this off season and, of course, upcoming season. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. And one more thing, man. Send those trades. I know it's, it's off season. You're tired. Send those trades. The worst thing somebody can yeah. say is no, right? Absolutely. All right. Thank you to all our viewers and listeners. We will see you next time. Good luck on your startups and make those moves. Thank you for watching this IDP guys video. If you like this content and you want more fantasy football content, click here. If you enjoyed this video and you want to see more videos to help you master your IDP league, click here to subscribe.